Our guest right now is none other than Haverhill Mayor James Fiorentini. And, and uh, Jim, thanks for uh, calling in and checking in this morning. We appreciate uh, grabbing you. You're, I know you're a real busy guy these days. I always like to be on the radio, win because of that old joke. My mother told me I had the best face for radio. <laughs> well, okay, I get that. Uh, there's another uh, old uh, line, too, when you... Uh, when you let's see, well, when you when you hear it on the radio, it's news. When you read it in the newspaper, it's history. And uh, and we're always <laughs> making news, aren't we? Uh, lots of stuff going on. I guess that maybe the 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 latest one, unless there's something that new that happened beyond that, was the uh, was the emergency um, uh, the emergency piece of legislation that was approved by the Haverhill Chamber on Tuesday night. By the city council, you mean? That's right. Yeah, the city council, right? Yeah. The um, well, you know, you hate to do these things, but Tuesday night, at my request, the city council passed an ordinance uh, that will allow us to enforce the social distancing rules that have been requested by the governor and the president of the United States. Uh, that pe- people not congregate in groups more than ten, uh, and that they keep a social distance from each other. You can have all the people you want as long as they're more than six feet apart. The vast majority of our citizens get it. And when I drive around town, which I most of the time I work from home, but sometimes I do go in, I drive around town, I look at the rec areas, the, the parks, the playgrounds, the overwhelming number of our citizens really should be commended because they're following the rules, they're doing great. But once in a while, there's a group of people that don't. And unfortunately, once in a while, there are kids who basically won't comply, and the police have uh, no way of enforcing this. So we passed an ordinance giving the police the right to enforce this, and if necessary, and we hope it isn't, to find people that are violating the rules. I hope this is an ordinance that never has to be enforced. Well, hopefully uh, you're right on that one. Uh, it's... Uh... Yeah, it, you just don't know. Uh, every day, it seems like something new is uh, is coming to the forefront about this virus. It's, uh, you know, when this is all over, and I hope it will be soon, we're all going to pass out T-shirts to say we lived through the coronavirus pandemic of 2020. This is something that we'll remember for the rest of our lives. It was uh, in the time that you've been in the mayor's chair, in the mayor's office, um, what are some of the other big uh, uh, situations like this that you've gone through? <laughs> nothing. There's nothing in the world that compares with this. We had the floods, the, the Mother's Day flood back in, I think, 2008. I can't really remember. I remember I was in New York on Mother's Day uh, visiting my daughter, my wife, and I. We were out to breakfast, and I got a call from our emergency management director. In those days, it was uh, Jim Mitchinson, whose uh, brother was, is John, is on the city council. And uh, Jim said, there's a big flood. you got to get back here. I told my wife, I said, we're leaving. We're going back. And uh, she said, it's Mother's Day. I said, I know, I know. So we had to go back, but nothing. And then we went around uh, to different areas, told people they had to evacuate their homes. There was no easy way back then of notifying people. We didn't have the robocalls uh, that we put in a, a few years later. And nothing in the world compares to the coronavirus thing. Though. But again, I want to commend the people of Havel. Uh They are listening. I see on my Facebook page, some of them are listening right now. And Marie and Tammy, thanks for joining us. People are listening. And 
They're paying attention, and I thank them. A big, big danger is the frail elderly, the people in the nursing homes. Two people that I know who are in nursing homes uh, have been afflicted with the disease. I want to tell people, give people a message, and I'm going to be doing a video on this uh, tomorrow. You're going to see some very scary numbers come out in the next few days. It's not all bad news, though. The quick testing is being ramped up. I know that the urgent care center in Methuen is going to be doing some of the testing that where you get the results in 45 minutes. They have drive-through testing at the urgent care center in Methuen and at the Holy Family Hospital. And more and more people are going to get tested. As more people get tested, more people will come back positive. But that's not all bad. You never want anyone to get this uh, get this virus. But as we find out who is infected, we're able to isolate them, keep them apart. Ultimately, they will be able to go back to work. And those are the people who have to rebuild our economy. So finding out who's sick and who has the virus is not all bad. It's a good thing. And just be careful about the numbers. You're going to hear some very scary numbers over the next few days. Yeah, I guess the uh, I guess the, the the phrase "this too shall pass" is uh, something to keep in mind all throughout this uh, time. Well, the virus will pass. I'm not. It, it's not really clear to me when how we get out of this, because the social distancing doesn't stop people from getting the virus. It's not a cure. It just flattens the curve so that the hospitals and doctors aren't overwhelmed and can treat people. But the virus is still out there. Only a vaccine or herd immunity. Those are the only two things that ultimately uh, save us. You can't get herd immunity uh, doing what we're doing. And uh, we just have to, uh, ultimately, we have to figure out how to rebuild the economy. And as President Kennedy's slogan was, get America moving again. That's going to be our challenge over the next year. How do we get our country, our state, our city moving again? One of the nice things that uh, has come out of this is to see the, uh, although that you know, uh, uh, sorry to uh, see that they have to do it, but I'm I'm glad that they're doing it. Is companies like Southwick and other companies that are stepping up to helping out. We have a number of companies that have stepped up to help out, and um, you know, there's good and bad in 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 that too. They're not making the products that they normally make. But I want to commend Lightspeed Manufacturing. It's run by a first cousin of mine named Rich Bro, so I'm really proud of this. Uh, but they're retooling, and they're going to be making all N95 masks. They're taking scuba gear and remaking the scuba gear into certified N95 masks. They can be used by our hospitals and our first care providers. And that's uh, amazing. I, I didn't realize that that's that's what they did uh, anyway. To you know, in regular times, normal times, but uh, that's nice that they can pull that out. And you know, and well, that's not what they that's not what they do in regular times. Lightspeed Manufacturing is a, a wonderful uh, top flight manufacturing firm uh, that man- manufactures electronic gear, and they make things like uh, uh, some of the electronic parts uh, that that go into JetBlue airplanes and. Uh, they do all kinds of great, great things. Very, very high tech company. How about that? Well, uh, and, and there are a lot of companies like that that are in Haverhill too. We are also. Southwick, which, oh, go ahead. Southwick, which used to make Southwick used to make Brooks Brothers suits, and I'm really hoping that they do again. Uh, but right now they're retooling and they're making cloth masks, 
we're hoping that they get certified to make the N95 mask. The N95 masks are the only masks that the hospitals and doctors can use. They can't use the cloth masks. So we'll see. What we need is more testing, more testing and more isolation. And that's what we're going to be seeing. Uh, and that's, as I mentioned earlier, that's a good thing. And then what we need is the next round of testing. Uh, well, that'll all yeah, that that'll all happen as they. Uh, well, I don't know well, if we got caught by surprise on this or or what. Well, the next round of testing that we need uh, is to determine who's got the antibodies, so they're free to go back to work. Manny on my Facebook page just said the Mother's Day flood was in 2008. It was 2006. Seems like yesterday, Manny. But thanks for clarifying that. <laughs> in, in any event, we need the next round of testing, and that's what's coming next to determine who has the antibodies uh, and has uh, been recovered from the virus. There's thousands upon thousands of people in this area, millions nationwide, who had the virus and never knew it. And we need to find out who they are so they can get back to work and back to the work of of moving this country ahead again. So that'll be the next thing that'll come up. You know, talking about uh, some other businesses that uh, have been uh, stepping up, and this is not uh, coronavirus-related, but the uh, the Vietnam Veterans Memorial and Covanta of Haverhill, nice uh, donation to help that project move along. They're doing such a fabulous job, and their chairman is a great guy named Ralph Bezalier, whose uncle was, uh, they named the Bezalier Bridge after. They've done a phenomenal job, and I can't wait so that we can get out of it and be able to celebrate it. All right. Now, By the way, our, our school teachers are doing a great job, too. They're all teaching remotely now. My son's one of the Havel teachers, and I'm very, very proud of him. They're teaching remotely, and hopefully our kids are learning. I'm not a great fan of remote learning generally because the teachers don't have the control of the classroom and the kids can't interact. But it's the best we can do under these circumstances. And I want to commend our teachers for all stepping up to the plate and doing this. Yeah, we had uh, Margaret Morata on uh, the other day, and and she said that the uh, teachers actually have access to seeing the students on their computer screen, which I thought was very fascinating. I didn't know that. I wasn't sure exactly how it worked. I'll have to, (laughs) I was going to say I have to go over my son's place and check, but I guess I can't. We're all staying home, and that's the number one thing that people can do right now is stay in. You know, we all stress social distancing or a mask if you go out. The mask doesn't protect you. It protects the people you're around. Uh, wear gloves if you can, and then make sure you take them off and clean them and don't drop them on the ground, please. But none of that is as good as staying in the house. Now, uh, have you been able to uh, keep a fresh supply of celery going on? I understand you're a big celery eater. <laughs> I'm not a big celery eater. Tim must have come in one day and saw me nibbling on the celery. I'm on a lifelong effort to lose weight. So periodically when I get hungry, I eat celery. Okay. Well, that's that's a good thing. <laughs> Tim, Tim Coco must have come in and seen me doing that at one point. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he, uh, yeah. Uh, I have to admit, that came from him. Yeah. Losing weight is much harder than being mayor, believe me. All of those out there who struggle with it. I hear you. <laughs> well, I've lost 35 pounds over the last six years, but getting any further than that is tough. But I was really up there a few years ago. So. 
Well, it's the uh, the great weight loss of uh, 2020. <laughs> well, actually, it was the great weight loss of going door to door in one of my campaigns. I lost well, lost weight and kept it off, and I I went largely to a uh, a plant based diet. I've gotten off of it a little bit, but uh, for years I didn't eat any any meat at all, and uh, really helps to lose weight. It's, it's a great uh, great way to get healthy. Hey, you know, talking about going door to door, I was thinking about because uh, we ran these stories uh, a few months ago about all the census workers and, and how's that working out with everybody, uh, you know, with people getting hired to uh, take the census. How's that going? They canceled them, unfortunately. Master, you know, we really need to get on the ball with the census, and that's going to be another message that uh, we need to get out there. But the message, I see we only have a few minutes left, but the message that I want to get out uh, to people uh, is to stay inside and you will be safe. We know that there are going to be people in Haverhill uh, who are going to get affected with this virus. And we know, unfortunately, no, uh, unfortunately we know that there are going to be people in this area uh, who will die from the virus. And we fortunately haven't had any Havel people lost yet, but, uh, you know, we're just crossing our fingers for the future. But we also know that our own individual chance of getting the virus and dying is extremely low. It's more or less like a reverse lottery. You know that somebody is going to win the lottery. And you know that lots of people will, but you know that your own individual chances are very, very slim. Well, this is a lottery that we don't want to win. We know that there are people who are going to get hit, but we know that our own individual chance is very low. So I want everyone out there who's panicked, and I know that people are frightened and panicked, and I understand that. I'm concerned and frightened myself. But I want to assure you, we will get through this. Dawn will come. It's Easter Sunday coming up, and that's a new beginning for Christians, and there'll be a new beginning for us, too. We will get through this, and I really want to assure people of that. Stay inside and stay safe, and this will pass. How's uh, city nurse uh, Mary Conley handling all this stuff? She's got to be busy. Uh, she's been great. She's really an all-star for us. You know, Sunday night she calls me, and Sunday morning, Saturday night, she's working seven days a week, and and she's really an all-star in this. And we have a lot of all-stars that, you know, the forgotten people in our city who, city hall, who come to work every day, our city clerks, our assessors, our treasurers, purchasing agents, and all of the people up in inspections. Our inspectors are still going out every single day, and they're scared, but they're doing it. Of course, our policemen and our firemen, they can't work from home. They're out there working. Our highway department workers who are still out, Reduced schedule, but they're out every single day, and they're working. Our sewer workers, our water department workers, all of them are still stepping up and still providing all of you, I hope, with the service that you deserve. Now, we don't have City Hall open, and we apologize for that, but everything that you can do inside City Hall, you can do online. It's all automated. But if you need our service, if you have a little trouble with the computer, or you just need to talk to somebody, Please call 311, and they'll take care of you. I also want to tell you about our Havel Helps Havel program, MASH it's called. 
and that is that if you need assistance, if you need somebody to pick up your medicine for you or to pick up your groceries, you need somebody to talk to, you need help getting to a doctor, you need to know who to call about unemployment, call 311 and they will try to connect you to the right people. And that's, uh, we've got a lot of great volunteers and a lot of great people who are helping. If you want to be connected to a volunteer, call 311. If you'd like to volunteer, call 311. And I want to put in a plug for our great nurses. I see one of them online on my Facebook page right now. And our nurses and our CNAs, forgotten people, the CNAs, every single day they have to step into the line of battle and take care of people. And I really want to give them a good cheer. They're doing wonderful. Well, uh, Jim, I want to thank you for joining us today. You've got, uh, you, you know, you're you're doing the best that uh, we can possibly do, and uh, and we're looking forward to. Well, we're going to uh, keep an eye out on those numbers, but thank you for the warning on that. Not to uh, panic when when we see the numbers, because you know the numbers will rise because more people are getting tested. Plan, don't panic. That's what we've been saying from the beginning. We will get through this. And then we have to work together to rebuild our city and get America moving again. Wynn, thank you very much. It's great to talk to you. Oh, thank you very much. Nice to have you on again. That's uh, Haverhill Mayor Jim Fiorentini, our guest this morning here on The Wave 97.9 WHAV-FM. Wake up with Wynn Damon weekdays from 6 to 9 a.m. on 97.9 FM WHAV. That's The Wave. W-H-A-V.